Hey, what's up, everyone? Woo! We have a absolute dynamite session for us today. Docs, I know right now we are just coming out of COVID-19, coming through coronavirus. Doctors are opening their practices all over the country today. So the big question is this. How are chiropractors like us, who are juggling life as a doctor, business person, and entrepreneur, we're spending money from our own pockets. How do we find the secrets in our industry that will help us serve more people, see bigger results, and not go broke in the process? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Dr. Bo, and welcome to The Chiropractic Secret. I have one of my good friends, Dr. Russ Rosen, with us, and today we're talking communication because... As those doors open and people start coming in, the question is, is what are you going to tell them? How are you going to convey the message that they need to be in your practice? They need to be getting adjusted. They need to be calling their friends, bringing their family in. And Russ has some amazing insights and some amazing frameworks that, honest to God, you can just steal from him right now because it is some really good stuff. And uh, I'm really excited for this one today, guys, because it's a very timely, timely podcast, a very timely interview. And uh, without further ado, let's just jump in, because I know, Docs, if you're listening to this, you're probably on your way to work, or maybe it's a lunch right now. Uh, Russ, I'm going to kind of turn the floor over to you. Let's have some conversation around this, because I know a lot of doctors are kind of worried, a little bit leery, so to speak, as far as even what they should be communicating with their patients. So where do we start? Yeah, look, here's where we'd start. If we can back up about two months. So about two months ago, the pandemic hit and there was a handful of doctors that their patients were literally begging them, please do not go, please stay, I need your care. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna suggest way more doctors had patients canceling right, and really not valuing their care. And it was a gut check. It was a reality check for so many of us saying, well, I, I either A, I knew they didn't value my care because all I talk is neck pain, back pain, and headaches. Mm-hmm. And if there's certain the doc docs, that's probably not true, but there's a, obviously a majority of the profession like that. And then there were doctors saying, dang it, you know, I really thought that they got it, but they didn't. Yeah. Right. And so what I want to do is, is I want to start to shift the conversation to health. Right. Instead of focusing on on pain or in this particular time, focusing on COVID, how do we help them really understand the true value of what we do? Make sense so far? Yeah, totally. You know, I was just reading a stat the other day, and I think this will probably, you know, really align with what you're you're going to talk about here. But of the 90 percent plus people that have died from COVID, 99 percent of that 90 plus had some sort of comorbidity or they had some sort of chronic illness. And it's the thing that no one's talking about right now. And I'm like screaming it from the rooftops going, hello, like shaking, like this is chiropractic down to its core. Why aren't we talking about that? So like, you know, I I know we're going to kind of go into the more communication style about that, but like, man, guys, ladies and gentlemen, like if ever a time there was to be a chiropractor, like this is it, like (laughs) step into your greatness right now, you know? Yeah, and look, the reality is, as you and I know, we get up and we're, we're speaking at seminars and we're always saying there's never been a better time to be a chiropractor, right? Look, there's never been a better time to be a chiropractor if we can step up and do it right. 
Right. That, that's the truth of the matter, but we got to step up and we got to do it right. And what I would suggest is, you know, when I, a lot of my docs that I coach one-on-one coaching, they were being begged to stay. And the, and there are two things that I see that they have in common. One is, is a very clear, concise, and simple message. It's something that people get. It's very easy. And the second thing is, is they know how to communicate that message. I'm not saying they know how to lecture about it. I'm not saying that they know how to tell people about it. I'm saying that they're heard, that their patients actually get it. And I'm going to suggest if that wasn't the case for us, then maybe we said it, but they didn't hear it. And what I want to go through today is exactly how do we make sure that they hear it? And I mean, guaranteed 100%, they hear it, they understand it. Whether they want it or not, that's another story. But I'm going to suggest that 90 98, 99% of them want it once they understand it. So far, so good? Yeah, sounds good. Let's dive into a little bit. So how do I communicate that? All right. So the first thing I got to figure is what is it? What do I want to communicate? So that's the simple, clear message. Now, when I ask chiropractors, when I start coaching, one of the first things that I do is I say, what is chiropractic? You know, if I was a patient, why would I want to see? And one of two things happen. One is I get this. (laughs) The blank oh, stare. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back in the face, or I get an hour lay lecture. But many of us, and I get that I'm preaching in choir with a lot of the circular doc docs, but many of us have heard Chris Kent's, one of my all time heroes, um, chiropractic premise. But we've got to make it like this simple. And when I ask doctors, I ask this question. Everyone gets it. Everyone knows this. They just don't make it this simple. So I'll ask you, and we're going to look for one-word answers. The nervous system, Bo, controls what? It controls everything. Good. If you're getting proper nerve supply, do you have the best chance of being? If I have proper nerve supply, I have the best chance of being healthy. I'd agree with you. If I'm not getting proper nerve supply, what could possibly happen? I could get sick. Yeah, I could have dis-ease. Things dis-ease, right. right. I'm not getting proper nerve supply to a pinky. I can get pinky problems to my nose. I can have nose problems to my heart. I can have heart problems. It's pretty simple, right? Right. The word we use for that lack of nerve supply in chiropractic is what? Lack of nerve supply would be subluxation. Uh-huh. I'd have to agree with you on that. <laughs> so what causes subluxations? Uh, what co- Stress. Yeah, one word answers here. <laughs> I'm trying to do one word for everything for you here, Russ. Physical, it's stress. When we can't handle stress, our body goes into a state of dysfunction, right, or, or protecting itself, and that's called a subluxation. Right. Now, left uncorrected over time, what most likely happens if we're subluxated? Disease leads to disease, like we've done. Absolutely. So if we can correct the subluxations and show them ways to quit recreating in them in the future, could they hope to feel better? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, am I positive that every single one of my patients, every single time is going to feel better? No. No. But could they hope to feel better? Yes. Sure. Could we most likely prevent problems in the future? Yes. Sure. Could we reverse the effects of the aging process? In other words, could they be healthier in five years than they are right now? Absolutely. Could they have a better life? Yes. Yeah. So when they're subluxated, 
honestly, headaches, also sinus problems, also pain down the arm, also gas bloating and digestion, also explosive diarrhea. Is it just a back problem or is it an overall health problem when they're subluxated? It's a health issue. Absolutely. It's an overall health problem. So here's the deal. And, and I asked you if I could do this. You said, yes, there's a, an on-demand program I have, absolutely no charge. If they'll go to this, I walk through exactly how to get your patients to get this because it's not what we're focusing on today. I want to talk about what we should be talking about now inside of the office. But if you want your patients to really understand this, go to the ohcsystem.com forward slash yes webinar, the ohcsystem.com forward slash yes webinar. There's a 75 minute program, which is zero sales. Zero. It's 100% contact, taking you through the consult, the exam, and the report of findings to get your patients to get it. Okay. So now that they understand it, what kind of conversations should we be having right now? We're good so far? Good so far. All right. So I take it back. Before we get to the conversations we have to have now, we need to understand the neuroscience of communication. So here's how this works in the neuroscience of communications. What I know for sure is that most of the time when people are talking to each other, there is very little communication going on. People speak seven times faster than people hear. 75% of the time, people are distracted. They're multitasking. They're thinking of other things. They're trying to figure out what they're going to say next. So about 25% of the time at best, unless you understand what we're going to go through right now, they're probably getting about 25% of your information, oh. which certainly makes sense why we don't have the sign-up rates that we would like or the retention that we would like or people cancel. So far, so good? Gotcha. So the neuroscience communication is really simple. We've got the reptilian brain, the neocortex, and the limbic system that I want to talk about. So, Bo, and this you may or may not recall, but the reptilian brain, what does it do for a living? Reptilian brain, is that uh, fight or flight? Uh, actually, that's the amygdala. The reptilian brain is survival. Survival, okay. Food, fornicating, and fighting. Those are the three Fs. And what it does for a living is it filters all information. So right now, do you happen to have a shoe on or a sock? Yeah. Okay. Now, I want you to think about it. Can you feel it if you think about it? Sure. Okay, but a moment ago, you weren't thinking about it. Because right. there's hundreds of thousands of impulses per second going up to your brain. And if you had to be aware of all of them, you would explode right. would too much. So you're only getting nine, you're only getting one to five percent of the information that's coming in. But all information must go through the, the reptilian brain and get sent to the neocortex for thinking, reasoning, and problem solving. Got it. We want our information, what we're talking about with our patients, to get past the reptilian brain's filter up to the neocortex for thinking, reasoning, and problem solving. If it makes it there and it makes sense, and chiropractic makes sense, that's the easy part, mm -hmm. they will go like this. Huh. Got it. And it will drop right into the limbic system as a new belief system. And that's where we get Pearsites, that's where we get rosanites because they get it. We've got buy-in. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. So the question is, is how do I get past the reptilian system? Uh, 
I like the way you think. <laughs> so the first question is this, what happens if it doesn't get past the reptilian brain? Mm -hmm. So if you ever sat in class and you're thinking, God, I would love to be out surfing right now. What right. This day. And what you hear is wah, 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 <laughs> and that'll be on the test. Right. And everybody, and there's all this paper and people are doing all this because the reptilian brain said, that's important. Yeah. You need to know that. But here's the question. The wah, 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 do you now know what they were saying then? No. No, because you weren't getting it to the neocortex for thinking and reasoning. You've got a parent, mom and dad just had a baby. They're in New York. They're near a train and it's going by all the time. There's sirens, there's gunshots and they sleep through it just fine until their baby cries. Right. Baby cries to wake up. That is the reptilian brain sending information to the neocortex for thinking and reasoning. So far, so good? Got it. All right. Now, here's the problem. What we were taught was to educate. We were taught, and this is my Billy D impression. I only do impression of him because I love him. He says, you got to tell the story. You got to tell the story. You got to tell the story. Right? <laughs> yeah. And I love him. But it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Telling people anything doesn't work. If you have a spouse or children, you know what I'm talking about. Right. We were taught to speak from our neocortex to your neocortex. But what we have to learn how to do is speak from my neocortex to where? To the reptilian brain to get through the neocortex, right? That's it, baby. If I can speak from my neocortex to your reptilian brain, you will send the information to the neocortex. Makes sense. So far, so good? Got it. So the name of the game is get their attention and keep their attention. Okay. Now, one thing we know works for reptilian brain, food, fighting, and fornication. I'm going to recommend those are three things you probably do not want to do in your practice on a regular basis. Not good with the boards. <laughs> All right. So we're going to say food fighting and fornication, probably not the way to go. Uh -huh. so we could use scare tactics, which if anyone knows anything about me, I'm care versus scare. I'm really against all this care stuff. Well, the problem yeah. with care is it goes to the amygdala, which you mentioned earlier. Right. And that's fight or flight, and it's not going to the neocortex for thinking and reasoning. Plus, come on, it's just unethical. Knock it off. All right. So how can we get their attention and keep their attention? Well, here's the deal. In fact, I'm going to ask you just for fun. How do you think we get their attention? And keep their attention. I always found that it was best to tell stories. And stories typically correlate somehow into actual, actually into one of those three, three Fs, so to speak. Your fight, food, or fornication. And then I try to always relate that to their lifestyle of what they are or are not doing. So here's the deal, buddy. We're going to make our story about their story. There you go. There's nothing more, there's nothing that interests them more than their story. Right. Okay. Right? So if I can keep finding out about your story and I can start putting, planting seeds of my story inside of your story, yeah. you're going to stay very interested in this. Right. You're Absolutely. talking and in, in that on-demand program that I do, I go into great detail about how to keep your story about their story. 
I don't want to say, hey, Bo, I'm Dr. Russ Rosen. Good to meet you. I want to tell you that in this office, we're not about pain. We're about fixing and resolving underlying issues. Now, there was a guy named Didi Palmer. He had a son named DJ. Now, Didi, he had a wife <laughs> named Ruth and a dog named Fluffy, right? That's me telling you about my story. And what they do is they drool and their eyes glaze over right. like this. They shake their head and we think that they're getting it, but they're not. But right. if we'll make our story about them and about their story, and I'll show you how to do it in this regard in just a minute. If we can do that, I guarantee that you will have their attention and they will send it up to the neocortex for what? Uh, for thinking, reasoning, and problem solving. That's, That's what I what got. We're sending. That's yeah. how we're going to do it. Now, the way that we're going to do it is, is we're going to be new, novel, and exciting. New, novel, and exciting. So when you're palpating them and you're talking with them about, well, you came in with headaches. Do you ever get any spaciness, dizziness, mood swings, brain fog? After you've connected these dots and you go, if you got headaches here, you might find a tender spot here. Is that going on? Oh, man, it is. How did you know? Well, this nerve goes right over to here. And then do you ever get any spaciness, dizziness, mood swings, brain fog, eyes, ears? Do you ever get any of that? And they go, oh, my God, I do get that. How did you know? Yeah. Are they interested? Yeah. Why? Because you're talking about them. You're making this whole story about them. I'm not talking about chiropractic. I'm talking right. about them. You with me on that? Yeah. Their story is the most important. That's what yeah. I got right here. And uh -huh. it's new, novel, and exciting. And here's how we do it. Here's okay. how we do it, everybody. Ready? It's all about Socratic questions. So here's an informational question. Bo, what's your last name? Pierce. Did you learn anything new or did you already know that? I already knew that. Not new, not novel, not exciting. But if I ask you a question like, so what do you think brought this on in the first place? Uh, Why do you think that is? Why do you think that keeps coming back? Why do you think that isn't resolving? What do you think you could do to get this to, to resolve? That is a Socratic question and you will literally see them. It's eight ball corner pocket off of the side. They'll literally <laughs> go like this. So why do you think that's happening? And they'll go, uh -huh. well, I guess it's because and when they look back down at you, bam, it went up to the neocortex for thinking and reasoning. And now it goes into the limbic system as a new belief system. But you've got to ask Socratic questions. And if you hear a yes or a no, it wasn't a Socratic question. I want to ask questions that make them think and reason and then explain it to me. If I say yes or no, I have no idea if they got it. Because right. you know the patients, they do it all the time. They're drooling. And you say, does that make sense? And they go, oh, yeah. And then if you really ask them or ask your CAs to ask, what did you get? It's frightening what they did, what they got, because we were just lecturing and lecturing and lecturing and then coming up with a yes or no. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah, that's what we see all the time. Like. I almost, you almost like see the person like stop and like thinking in their brain, like going through the, the, the folder, so to speak, like, how did this happen? Well, it was three years ago. And they're like going through it a little bit, you know? Absolutely. That, that is, it's not almost like it is like, that's what's happening. Yeah. When break, new novel, exciting. It's all about them. And your story is about their story. It goes to the neocortex. They think and reason, and they should say to you, well, I had no idea. Like, why didn't anyone ever tell me this before? Mm -hmm. this yeah, yeah. So you hear that all the time. Right. You're doing it right. So there is very specific in that on-demand program. I hope you'll all go do it. it. It'll show you exactly how to do it when you visit one of your visit too. But let's talk about right now. So right now, what kind of conversations should we be having? Well, here's a reasonable question. 
are you concerned about being exposed to COVID-19? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's absolutely. No, I'm really not. Well, where do we go with that? No, I'm really not concerned about it. What, what question might you now ask? Why aren't you concerned about it? Thank you. Well, <laughs> because I come and I get adjusted by you and I eat well, exercise and deal with stress and I'm strong and I know that I'm not at high risk group. Like, far out. They get it. Yeah, they're already on board. <laughs> they're already on board. I'm talking about the other ones. Right. Say, yeah, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm pretty concerned about that. Yeah. Well, why are you concerned? What is your concern? Let them vent. Mm-hmm. What we want to do is we want to tell them, well, don't worry. And did you know the statistics yeah. and all this kind of crap? that they're not listening to. Their reptilian brain shuts down, yeah. right? It's a, it becomes offensive to them. They've been watching on the news how scary this stuff is, and now you're just this wild quackdecropter, right? And you're going, well, don't worry about this. And, and it, we get into lecturing, and believe me, I used to do that all the time. I literally had 17 tables in one room, and I'd stand. I was doing network. I'd stand on a table, and I would get on a, on a tirade about this, you know? It's offensive. The reptilian yeah. brain shuts down. Well, what is your concern? Yeah. Right? Let them vent. Let's talk about it. In fact, let me ask you a question. Have you ever either been like in school or at work and somebody came to school or work and they were sick? And a couple of days later, there were a few more people who got sick. And then within a couple of weeks, like half the people were sick. Has that ever happened to you? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So here's my question to you. Why did only half the people get sick and half didn't? Were were they not exposed? No, I don't think they were exposed. I think my you belief know, is that their their system couldn't defend off against the potential pathogen that was coming in into them. Yeah, right. So what I'm saying is is that half the people didn't get sick, half the people got sick. Clearly, they got exposed, but why right. did they get sick? Because they didn't get exposed. Of course, they got exposed. We're all breathing the same air. Right, exactly. The question is, why didn't these people get sick? Mm-hmm. And the answer is? Because they're healthy? Because the, Are we doing one word? No, not, <laughs> not one word. Why didn't they get sick? Yeah. I don't know. Why didn't they get sick? Because they're healthy. You said yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> immune system. Right, their immune system, right? Right? It's the host. Right. That's the whole key. This is the conversation mm. we need to be having with our patients. Mm. Right? Gotcha. Let me ask you a question. I'm not telling you, I'm not pulling up my flyer going, oh, look at this flyer right here. These are the things you got to do. This is what you got to stop doing. If you don't take vitamin A and vitamin D, right? right. And do I want to talk about that? Yes, but I want to do it Socratically. Right. And these are the questions that I would be asking. Yeah. I need them to understand it's the host. Right? Here's a a coaching principle I live by. And it goes like this. Clarify the problem and the solution will become self-evident. Let me say that again. Clarify the problem and the solution will become self-evident. Now, you'll notice I didn't say bitch, whine, and moan about the problem. I said clarify the problem. So if the bug, COVID-19, is the problem, Mm -hmm. What's the solution? If the problem is cl- <laughs> clarify the problem, so COVID nineteen is the problem. Yeah, the what's s- the solution? Is there a drug? Is there a vaccine? Currently, there's no drug or vaccine. No, so you're screwed. Right, you're a victim, <laughs> and victims are always victimized. That, right. That's how it works with victims. 
here's the problem, I'm screwed. <laughs> That's a good way. But if the problem, if the problem is the hopes, uh-huh. the solution is simple. What should we do for the host? Right. Strengthen the host, right? Strengthen the host. Do you see it's just a shift? It's just a pivot. And this is a pivot that needs to happen in chiropractic right now. Should have happened a long time ago. A lot of us practice this way already. But for those of us who don't and those of us who had a reality check of patients not getting what we do, we have to pivot to help. Right. Right. It's all about the health of the host. So when I'm asking this question, they go, interesting. So let's focus on your health. Let me ask you, Bo, would you like to be a bad host? No, I would not like to be a bad host. Let, let, me, let me rephrase that. Would you like to be a bad host to COVID-19? No, I do not want to be a bad host to COVID-19. Okay, I, I, I want to, I'm not rephrasing it the right way. Because if, if you're strong, then you're a bad host. Oh, okay. Got it? No, I want to be a good host because I want to kill it, right? Well, no, no, no. Because if you're a good host, then <laughs> you, if you haven't had this happen yet, but I appreciate <laughs> it. See, if you're strong and healthy, you uh-huh. are not a good, you're not a good host. Okay. Right. You're not going to host them. You're right. going to come in and live in me. Yeah. You're a bad host. Right. Right? Because I'm strong and because I'm healthy. Right. So I would ask you, would you like to be a bad host for bugs so bugs don't want to live in you? Absolutely. Okay, cool. So let me ask you this. Bo, what do you think depletes the immune system? Mm. What depletes the immune system? It depletes by bad food, bad thoughts, bad energy, things that decrease the amount, at least for, I believe, you know, our internal life force that goes out to the world. Sure. All that. Do you see what a different conversation this is then? Hey, listen, welcome back. I'm so glad that you're here. I want to show you this poster. Right, right. right. These are the things you need to do. Right. Right. And again, if you don't have time because you're so full, then you've already done this. Mm -hmm. If you've got some extra time in your practice right now, which a lot of docs do, these are the kind of conversations I want to have. Do I need to have this entire conversation every time with every person? No. Mm-hmm. But this is what I need to, to shift. I need a paradigm shift, and here's how it goes. So I would say, what do you think depletes the immune system? Let them think about it. Let them figure it out. Oh, eating better, exercise, deal with stress, I'm not getting any sleep. You know, I'm drinking a 12-pack a day. Okay, I'd agree with you. What about stress? Yep. Does stress deplete the immune system? Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, Google, yeah. Google. There's... T- 25 trillion things that come up when you Google stress, depleting the immune system. What about pain? Yep. Yeah. Now, look, I get a lot of chiropractors don't like to talk about pain. Um, I did it for three years. I said, if you're here for any other reason, they connect with spirit at a higher level. You're in the wrong office. Until I thought I was dying, having a heart attack. And when the emergency room doctor looked at me, the last thing I wanted to hear was, hey, Russ, you want to connect with spirit at a higher level? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk about my my chest pain that right. I was, right? So pain, that depletes the immune system, right? What about subluxations? All right, let me ask you this question. What, on the flip side, what strengthens the immune system? Mm. Yeah, yeah, well, a lot of times it's the exact same things. Better food, less stress, 
drinking better things, decrease pain. Specific nutrients. Yeah, specific nutrients, supplementation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I've been goofing around with my marketing guy with this, and and we just came up with a a little flyer. Uh, If anybody's interested, just email me, Dr. Rosen, at the ohcsystem.com. I'll go ahead and send it to you. But it's really cute. Um, Let me just see. Let me – God, I got, like, a wild hair going up my nose. It's driving me nuts. Um, Let me just – and it says – what does it say? It says, I wrote it down here. It says, uh, uh, I'm a bad host. Um, increase the odds of staying healthy, do more of the good stuff and less of the bad stuff. And then I lay that out. And also the idea for a t-shirt. I'm a bad host. I focus on my health with Dr. Rusty's health. Bugs don't bother me. Just play on words, playing with different things. But um, if you just ask them, if you just say, so what do you think improves it and they just talk about what depletes it it really just comes down to do less of the bad stuff and more of the good stuff right so now i want to help them understand the importance of getting adjusted so along the lines of strengthening the immune system let me ask you a question does the nervous system affect the immune system does the nervous system affect or influence the immune system Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. So let me ask you this. If the nervous system affects the immune system, does it also affect your health and well-being? Absolutely. All right. So let me ask you this. When you get adjusted, do you ever feel better? Most of the time. Stand taller? Usually. Breathe deeper? Definitely. Feel more ease? Mm, Love it. Do you feel healthier? When you get adjusted? Yeah, I do. Yeah, less pain? Yeah. Yep. Remember pain a moment ago? Yep. The immune system? Do you ever feel less stress? Absolutely. Do you ever go, oh. That's what it, usually what I hear when I stand up at the table. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you this. And this is, I'm not looking at your research. I'm just asking you, mm-hmm. both the patient. Do you think that somebody like this is healthier with a stronger immune system than somebody like this. Absolutely, yeah. When you're not hunched over and and balled up into a small little tight ball, everything's bad versus when you're tall and open, everything's better. Absolutely. Yeah. These are the kind of conversations we can have. We could have the ICA document. We could say tons of studies showing uh, chiropractic adjustments affecting the nervous system. Are we going to say... And fixes COVID? No. No. <laughs> no. We can say affects the immune system. I think that we can have, you know, like Chestnut talks about the biological plausibility. Mm-hmm. That that's very clear. Adjustments, mechanical system, sympathetic system, immune system. Like the biological plausibility is there. And I would just say, look, there's a ton of research showing that chiropractic can affect the, the, uh, the immune system. There is no research. I'd be very clear that there is no research with chiropractic and COVID-19. Right. But my question to you is this, folks. With understanding nervous system, immune system, adjustments, all the things we just talked about, do you think it's a reasonable time to keep your nervous system functioning at its optimum? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. You see, this is all about you. Now, of course, I'd be making it personal to you in this discussion. Right. And say, well, yeah, like I have this and blah, 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 whatever. 
And then the last couple of questions I would have is this. So let me ask you a question. Do you think that there's going to be another spike or do you think that what we just did got rid of it and it went away and it said, I don't want to deal with human beings anymore? No, I think there's definitely going to be another spike. Sure, because when you do this to the spike, it goes white. Mm -hmm. So right until enough people got it, it's coming back, right? So let me ask you this. Is it a question of if you're going to be exposed or is it a question of who will you be mm-hmm. when you get exposed? Absolutely. The latter. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Who will you be? So my question to you is who do you want to be? Right. Do you want to be this or do you want to be this? Right. Right. That's what I want to be. Mm-hmm. Right. So listen, if you haven't been under care, Let's do a reevaluation. Let's get clear about where you're at now. Let's come up with a game plan. If they have been under care, keep that going. If they're just coming back, welcome them back. Clearly, let them know all the things that you're doing to keep it safe for them there. But then get out of that Mm -hmm. because you're going to get exposed sometime, somewhere. That's going to happen. Who will you be? Have these kinds of conversations. Let me ask you this question. Do you think... Do you think that there's going to be a vaccine that comes and fixes this problem? I think there will be a vaccine. I don't necessarily think nor believe that it's going to eradicate this problem. Okay. And so let's just assume that you're a patient and you said that. Mm -hmm. I would say, well, let me ask you this. For the last, say, 20 years, have they had a flu shot every year? Yep, every year. Have you seen like at Walmart and, you know, CVS and everybody get your free flu shots? Have you seen those? Absolutely. Has it gotten rid of the flu? No, it has not. Okay. So the odds are, can we assume that it probably won't get rid of this and that the odds are by the time they actually come up with one that it will have mutated like flus do every single year? Yep. Right. Yep. So let me ask you a question, Bo. Why right now? Would you want to get adjusted or not? Because I want to be strong. Yeah. I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. I want my nervous system functioning at its optimum. Right. Right. What about your family and friends? Right. Same thing. They should be strong as well. Yeah. So I want you to know we're here for you. We're doing everything we Mm -hmm. can to keep things safe for you. But most importantly, we're here to help you build and strengthen your immune system because no matter what, that's what matters. Right. And if this is, this is not going to be the last gnarly bug, right? All the epidemiologists are, are have been predicting that. Right. Right. So those are the kinds of conversations, my brother. Those are the kinds of things that I'm recommending that we do. But we got to understand it, that they're Socratic questions and why those Socratic questions are so important. And just for fun, if you were coaching with me and we went through visit one, visit two, daily interaction, re-exam, re-report, you would see that it's a series of steps we walk people through and they're all questions. Right. But when you send me a recording, because you will if you're coaching with me, you're going to send me a live recording of you and a real patient. The first ones I hear that have five questions you're going to ask, mm-hmm. they didn't ask any questions. <laughs> in there and started lecturing because that's how we've all been taught. Right, right. So it takes a while to break this habit, but once you get this concept of ask the question, which gets it through the reptilian brain, the neocortex, think and reason in the limbic system, bam, they're home. Now they get it. I promise you, your whole world changes. Yeah, and I'll speak to this as well. You know, I this is the first time I've heard you explain it this way. I've heard other coaches explain it different ways as well. 
And this is the key, in my opinion, to having an amazing day one and day two is literally getting the patient to understand their own story and how we come along, not as the hero that's going to save the day, but as the guide that can help direct their path to health and well-being. And uh, I like what you're talking about here. I have a bunch of notes, guys, if you can hear my paper here. This is what I do. I, 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 take, I do most of these podcasts, honestly, so I get the notes out of it too. So. <laughs> but I love how you literally have created a way to bypass that reptilian brain of, you know, find the food, kill the food, bring the, home, the food home. Because I feel like in our world, we are literally taught to, you know, I have pain, where's the nearest solution? And we don't ever take a second to say back, to step back and say like, well, why am I experiencing the pain, if that makes sense? And the way that you've positioned this is to really allow the patient or the person you're speaking with <coughs> to ask those questions. Literally. And in that, in that uh, on-demand program, I'll walk you through the exact uh, consult exam to <laughs> find these pieces that you're going to do. But it would literally go like this. So you come in with headaches. So you have a headache right there? Yeah, I'm going to touch it right there. Yeah, okay. So oftentimes if we have a subluxation, <coughs> we'll find a tender spot there. Is the tender there? Yeah. Huh, well, that makes sense because this nerve literally goes to there. Okay, I told them. Now I'm going to ask. So let me ask you a question. Oftentimes if you do have a subluxation causing these kinds of headaches, foregone conclusion, we may notice basically a season, blah, blah, blah. Do you have any of that? Yes, I do. I have sinus problems. Ah, yeah. Do you know that? Well, this nerve goes to there. And if you're not getting proper nerve supply, all right, so let me ask you a question. If this is causing your headaches, the subluxation, and it's causing your sinus problems, and we take care of the subluxation, what would you expect, Bo, to happen to your headaches? My headaches to go away and my sinuses to feel better. Cool. But what if it's actually causing the headaches, but it's not causing the sinus problems? What do you think would happen if we got it taken care of? Would it help the headaches? Absolutely. Would it help the sinus problems? Potentially. Yeah, okay, but if it has nothing to do with it, it's in no way related to it. Oh, then probably not fix the sinus stuff. Why not? Let's do some more tests. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, you <clears throat> just walk them through. You start asking the questions, and then you start saying, so do you ever get any gas, bloating, indigestion, and heartburn? And they go, yeah, how did you know? And you'll go, well, what do you, why do you think? And they'll go, because these nerves affect those things? Well, sure, look at this. Yeah, yeah. Right? And now they're in, and now they're excited. They're getting a gold star every step of the way. Right. <laughs> I right? love it's it. I love it. I love your style and the way that you, like, your genius is, is the ability for people to see it and then, like, to flip it on themselves, so to speak. And then you're just sitting there, like, just ask the right questions. I've noticed that from you for years, Russ, and I love how that, like, you literally can get people to like stop and be like, I never really considered that. And then they start asking the right questions. And like you said, you're kind of guiding them down the path that you want them to go down. And ultimately what you're doing is you're empowering them and you're giving them a platform and a position to speak from. And especially that's important in times like this where every person, every person is now an epidemiologist and an expert, right? Absolutely. But like, the only thing that they know is to quote CNN or Fox and they don't really ever <laughs> stop and really think about it. And I love that you are setting them up in that aspect. That's yeah, the, the key buddy is to make it their idea. Yeah. It's so much easier to get somebody to do what they thought they should do versus you trying to tell them what they should do. Right. And right. Literally when you get to the, the report of findings, you just find out what they want in relationship to what you could truly do for them and show them how to have it. You want to, 
get feeling better and knowing you haven't fully resolved it, but that's okay. Or you want to get as much resolution as possible. Yep. Like you tell me what you want. I'll show you how to get there. What do you want? Great. And then what do you think you'd need to do to get there? I need them to say to me, I would need to get adjusted. I would need to get my subluxations taken care of. I would need to eat better. I would need to exercise. Like that. I can't tell you anything. I can't, I just, I can't tell you anything unless we get to the point that the, the cup is, is empty. Mm-hmm. Like if you get to the point where you go, man, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you said to me, if I said, well, what about nutrients? Do you think you should take some nutrients? And they go, yeah. And I go, well, what ones do you think you should be taking? And they go, I have no idea, but I know there's so many out there. It's probably a good idea. Do you mind if I tell you the ones I'd recommend? Now they're willing to hear it. Yeah. When I say don't tell them anything, I don't really mean I don't tell them anything. But in general, I'm trying to answer right questions to get them to recognize that they want it. And if Mm -hmm. you tell them and then ask them the right questions, they get it. Mm -hmm. It's simple. I love it. Ah, I love it. Hey, Russ, I know I'm, I'm, we're going to cut you short here on time because I know you got to go off to your next thing. Docs, if you are listening to this right now and you love this, I love this. This is great. I love talk to the reptil, talk to the neocortex through the reptilian brain, you know, cause the limbic system to fire so they actually have a new belief system that's put in place. This is so powerful. All right, Russ, tell them again where they can get that 75-minute uh, download there and then kind of just learn more a little bit about you as well. Yeah, the OHC system.com forward slash yes webinar. If you want to email me, Dr. Rosen at the OHC system.com, I'll send you those uh, goofy little t shirt ideas and flyers that we just came up with. You may or may not want to use them, but they're kind of cool. And if you're having these kinds of uh, conversations, it might be nice to have the conversation and then hand it to them. Um, Again, they just got done, like right before this call. So I haven't, I haven't actually seen them yet. But uh, if you flip me an email, I'll send those to you happily. Perfect. Russ, thank you so much for your time again today. Hey, Docs, I know we are literally living, we're, as we say, we're building the airplane as we're flying it. But why not rely upon our principles, our philosophy, and systems that we know work? Guys, we don't have to wait for a new drug or a vaccine to know that, Health comes from within, and we just have to express it. But we also need to know how to communicate that message to the people in our practice, in our community. So, Russ, thank you again so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, thank you for for pouring into us. And I I know this is a a passion for you, as well as, you know, you're a chiropractic coach, and you're one of the best at it. So I just want to say thank you again, man, before we jump off here. Yeah, hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Chiropractic Secrets. To join our tribe, go to circleofdocs.com and we look forward to serving you next time. Mm-hmm.